Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. We are super blessed that you can join us today. Um, Listen, if this is your first time listening, we want to say welcome and um, just let you know that um, you can go back uh, and listen to any episode in the past, uh, gosh, almost two years now. I think there's probably 112 episodes or so, Um, but you can do that by going to shoutsofgraceradio.com that's shoutsofgraceradio.com and there you'll have access to a whole host of topics um, and if you don't know being your first time listening here at Shouts of Grace we take uh, different topics we take uh, scripture and we apply a biblical worldview using scripture that is the Bible uh, to those topics and um, in kind of kind of a discussion format um, as well um, if this is your um Second, third, fourth, tenth, hundredth time, or maybe a hundred and twelfth time, and think that's how many episodes there are. Um, we want to say uh, thank you for your support, as well as just thanking Key Radio uh, for the use of their studios. And also, just a reminder that if you are in the northern Utah County area and you do not have a church, um, why not stop by Redemption Hill? Uh, Shouts of Grace Radio is a radio ministry outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, um, and we meet there at Vista Heights Middle School um, and 10 th- at 10.30 in the morning on Sundays. We'd love to meet you and your family. Um, so go ahead and swing on by. Um, as you also know, I, I always have someone in studio with me um, a lot of different times. Um, a lot of times we have different people from around the country, different pastor friends call in. Uh, sometimes some are in studio. And today I have uh, Dax Johnson. He's the youth pastor at Redemption Hill Church. Um, how you doing, buddy? I am still trying to wake up, even though it is very past my normal waking hours. That's not good, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a struggle. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, man, I'm glad you can. I'm glad you can join us today. And and those of you that are listening, you'll know that this is Father's Day weekend. And so I thought, in honor of Father's Day, um, I thought what we can do today is we can look at. John chapter 17, um, and, and read it because John chapter 17 is actually the most intimate, um, prayer, the most intimate interaction between Jesus, the son of God and the father. And, and I think there's a lot that that we can kind of learn there and unpack. And so what I'm going to do, Dax, is I'm going to just going to go ahead and I'm going to read it, um, starting in John chapter 17, verse one, and then we'll kind of highlight a few things and pull them out. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said father the hour has come glorify your son that the son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all who have given to all you have given him and this is eternal life that they know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent i glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you gave me to do and now father glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I've manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of this world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. 
for I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. Let's let's stop there um, because there there there's a few things here, Dax, that I think are important. You know, um, I didn't I didn't grow up with a father. I grew up in a in a single home, um, and so I didn't have that that father figure there um, to to teach me and to guide me. So certainly that that relationship aspect was was missing, and so. Um, when, when I see something intimate like this, I, I, I just kind of like, wow, you know, what a what an amazing thing. And so in, in verse one, it says that Jesus uh, says, Father, the hour has come to glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. And, and, and I like that, Dax. It's Jesus's mm-hmm. purpose for being here, um, he says, was to bring honor and glory to the father. You know, right. you're a youth pastor. Um you know, we live in a day and age where Scripture says in, in, in Proverbs, I believe it's Proverbs 30, that there's coming a time when kids will um, curse their father and mm. mother. There is a there is a very clear um, just culture of disrespect, not wow. it, it, disrespect from, from kids to society and so forth, and it does start in the home. T- talk about the importance of... You know, here Jesus, the son is saying, I've glorified you, father. I brought you glory and, and not in the same respect, but talk about the importance of of young people honoring their father and mother and, and what that means to a society when it happens and when it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. Statistically, you can you can go and find the numbers for that. And it shows it, it, it you know, that you can't get around it that when there's an absence of a father in the home there's a more like likely chance of those 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 children going out and getting into more trouble than if they actually had that father figure present in their life to show them and teach them the way that they should go and how to how to be a young woman how to be a young man and vice versa when you have that father figure in that household that is honoring God in the way that he's parenting, the way that he's bringing up his children, you can see a drastic difference in the life of the, of the, the children and that they are, you know, they're, they're, they have somebody that they can look up to and say, this is how a, a man should act. This is how a dad should act and learn from that. Yeah. You know, I remember the first time, gosh, it was several years ago. I remember the first time I heard on the news of a child divorcing their parents. Mm. And I just thought to myself, what in the world mm. is that? A divorcing your parents? Like, like I didn't have that. When I was a kid, it's like, you know, I couldn't even say no. Like the, the, the concept of disrespecting my parents, like if I said no, I had a, I had a mom who was like 5'2", like, like hands like the Incredible Hulk, right? She, right. she was a heavyset woman that could run a 440, and <laughs> in, in, in chasing me, you know, she, she could, she could do the high jump onto the top bunk if I disrespect her. So there was a, there was a Tupperware strap that was hanging on the wall where it was one of those old, old Tupperware, you know, plastic straps. It used to be the cake, the cake handle, you know, they'd have this mm-hmm. big Tupperware cake, uh, uh, you know, container with a, with a strap that would be the handle. And she took the strap off of that and she hung it on the wall and, and, and that was her whooping stick. Right. And so, man, it, I, I came from that time where where he, even if my mom was wrong about something, you know, I couldn't just look at her and say, no, I don't right. want to do that. And, and so today I, I see a, 
a trend that is unfortunately the commonplace where kids have taken their parents hostage. Mm. And, and, and I don't know if it's because of all the external influences through YouTube and the different programs that are subtly introducing this, you are you, you do you, right. whatever it is. We do know that scripture says um, in Timothy that in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves, right? And, and that's wrapped up in the heart of kids these days so that they're not bringing glory to the parents, but they're actually shaming them. And so, and so when, when you talk about the importance of what plays out in society, I mean, we're in a very tumultuous time right now in our nation's history. I mean, very, this is a turning wow. point. We're watching people, young people that are, that are rebelling against authority. And I'm contending with you, Dax, or I'm contending, and, and maybe you can help me out with this, is that that's not the first time that they're rebelling. Because, because here's the thing, people that contend outwardly like that, typically there's a pattern of that that has been established in the home first. Right. And here's what it is. It's not a disregard for the police. It's not a disregard for the government. It's a disregard for authority in general that starts at the youngest of ages when that child is allowed to say no, when they're allowed to put their parent in their place and they hold the parent hostage by saying or by acting basically, if if you punish me, if you do something, I'm going to run, I'm going to rebel even more, whatever. So, yeah. so talk about the importance of authority in the home. Why is it honorable to God? How does it help a young person become productive in society when they get older right uh first of all so I've, I've got this young father friend of mine and he was just amazed when his his kids have been slowly growing up of just how how obvious it is that sin is so prevalent in the human race at such a young age like you don't have to teach a child to be a sinner you have to teach them how to be a good member of society people are born sinners so it, it's automatically there the the role of the parent is to guide them towards God and and to acknowledge that you are born a sinner and it's my role as the parent to guide you towards God and away from those patterns. And when when the parent's not able to do that, then yes, you have this prevalent little sinful child that is essentially taking over and it's it's kind of reversing the roles where the parent is supposed to be the one saying, no, that's wrong this is what you should be doing. And instead the child saying, no, I'm going to do whatever I want. And you can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. And, and I think of, I think of Proverbs twenty two fifteen. it says, it says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, mm. but the rod of discipline will drive it far away. Right. And, and, and here's what I mean by, by the kids holding the parents hostage somewhere along the line, there was a, there was a turn in the road. There was a transition where the, the authority that a parent has, the God-given right that a parent has to raise their child and to use discipline in the process to drive out the foolishness that is bound up in the heart of a young sinner, that was removed from their repertoire of, of, of you know, things that they could use. And all of a sudden now we graduated, or I should say we degraded or downgraded ourselves from, from um, you know, giving spankings to timeouts, right. mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, I I remember I used to I used to have to stand in a corner, and <laughs> I would get a whooping. So I got the double whammy. And listen, there was a fear of authority that was healthy. Mm-hmm. But today, if you talk about that, it's abuse. And right. and so society has now driven 
parenting to a way where where we're not parents aren't glorifying their their parents our children aren't glorifying their parents if you will not in the same way that Christ obviously is talking about the father but that respect that that hey I'm here to bring honor right. to my home not dishonor and and I think that's that is not for the good that's not for the better of our society because listen those kids that are not contained that do not honor that do not honor um, you know, um, authority, they grow up mm-hmm. and they become adults and they enter society. And if they didn't honor authority when they were young, they ain't going to have an awakening one day and say, oh, oh you know, sure. they're, they're going to talk to their bosses a certain way. They're going to talk to their spouses. They're going to talk to society, government. And so authority in the home, Jesus actually models this here. He gives, mm. I mean, he's equal with the father. We know that, right? But he gives, he gives deference to him. He says, father, Listen, I have come to glorify you. There's a special thing there that I think we shouldn't overlook on Father's Day. Oh, for sure. I mean, I can't count how many times looking back now that I'm I'm getting into the more adult phase of life of just looking back and going, "Wow, my I my dad really set me up for success in my life." Mm-hmm. And that going to work, you know, my dad practically beat in beat it into us of having a good worth ethic, work ethic, having respect for your employers, having respect for your coworkers. And you, you don't see that a lot in, in more younger people now because yeah. there, there's that lack of authority where the, the father figure essentially shows their children all of these things. And without that authority figure there, then yeah, it's, it's definitely lost. Yeah, for sure. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Before the break, I'm talking to uh, Pastor Dax Johnson. He is uh, the youth pastor at Redemption Hill Church, and we're just kind of unpacking John 17, talking about uh, the the relationship between Jesus and the Father, and just how in John chapter 17, in the first part of that, Jesus is is showing that he's Father. I've, I've been here to glorify you, and we're just kind of talking about this idea that that when a child um, is about their own business and they're not about bringing honor to their parents, um, what where that can lead in society, um, Dax. Jesus goes on and he says something. He says, um, I've manifested your name in verse six to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours uh, they were and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Um, and then he says, now that they know that everything that you have given me is from you. And so and so one of the things that Jesus is saying is like, look, as a son, um, I knew my place and I came and Everything that was yours, I protected, and I gave them your word. He's going to go on to say, of those you gave me, I lost none, right? And and, and I think when, when we talk about the role of Christ as a human being, a lot of times people get, people get you know, mixed up here. You know, he, he, he says in the first part of this, he says that, that this is eternal life, that they know you, the only mm-hmm. true God. Jesus obviously isn't saying, um, and he says, and your son, Jesus Christ, he's, he's not saying that he's not God. But he's referring to his humanity in this prayer. In John 17, it's so human relating to the divine, right? And of those you gave me, I lost none. I told them everything that you said. 
you know, I, I just love this interaction where Jesus is showing, he's showing honor to the father saying, though he's equal in nature, he's saying, I know my place. I know my place and I did everything you told me to do. Um, you know, as, as a youth pastor, you know, one of the things that, I mean, I was a youth pastor for a while. And, and so I, I get this part, you know, um, one, one of the things that's such a blessing is to see a young person that knows their place. Yeah, that that knows their place and 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 what it is they're supposed to be doing in this life and and taking it now out of the realm of the physical and moving it into the spiritual. Jesus, the Son, said to the Father, "I've been about your business. You know, I that was the most important thing. I did what you wanted." Dax, talk about for a second in in today's day and age, young people losing perspective. They're about their own business. They're mm. about their hobby. They're about girls. They're about you know boys. <laughs> they're about everything else other than the father's business. Right. Talk, talk about how important that is for a young person. I, I do want to say, first of all, though, that it is a, an extreme blessing as a youth pastor to see when you actually do see teenagers that are just full-blown in love with, with God, fully, yeah. blown, fully blown in love with, with God's word, and that they get it, and you can see that. That you can just see that that connection there, and then there there is the the unfortunate you know being a youth pastor you do see plenty of teenagers who have just completely lost that where there there's that no there's no connection whatsoever they're just there for the social life they're there for the attention of it and and they don't understand the the realness of it and because yeah you know as you said they're they're all about themselves they're all about you know being a, a lover of self and it's it's so disheartening because. Not just as a youth pastor, but you know, having that that connection with my own dad in the, in the past when I was a teenager, of just looking back and seeing how knowing how my dad wished I had grown up compared to what I actually did, and just being able to kind of see that on a on an outside sense of it, it's it's got its challenges for sure. Hmm. He says. I want to read a little bit more of this. Jesus talking to the Father, he says um, in verse 11, I'm no longer in the world, but they, the disciples, the people you gave me, are in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, of course, Judas, Mm. that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. I used to have this idea when I first became a Christian that, um, you know, God, could you just take me away to a desert <laughs> island somewhere and make me holy mm-hmm. and then bring me back and I'll be okay? And really what I was saying is, God, I want to be taken out of real life and all the temptations that surround <laughs> me every day. <laughs> and I want to have a measure of success and and all the temptations will be gone and I'll be fixed and then bring me back and use me. And that was obviously lame. Um, <laughs> Uh, what I found quickly is that God keeps me in the world 
and uses me and sanctifies me with the truth, his word, while in the world. Right. And, and there's something powerful in that. Um, let's let's camp out about on that a little bit, because right now there's a lot of things that are bidding, uh, not just for youth, but for um, just in, in the minds of everybody, in, 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 in the minds of the world, basically, everybody's got a version of reality. Mm-hmm. This is my truth. This is your truth. He says here something very interesting. He says, sanctify them, make them holy in the truth. Your word is truth. Right. As a Christian, as a young person, an old person, talk about how important it is that we have something objective like God's word, because really, at the end of the day, without God's word, my opinion is just as valid as your opinion. Right. Oh, man, that's that's a that's such a big rabbit hole that you can go down in for hours as well. Just talking about, you know, absolute truth and, and what that means regarding everything going on right now. But there there definitely has to be some standard that's set above human standard to determine the difference between right and wrong. Because if you take that away and it's it is just it's well, it's my truth, it's your truth, then morality in, in, in any sense and our, our own actions, deeds, and thoughts are completely subjective to whatever we deem it to be right. And that can get so dangerous, especially in today's world where, you know, I, I could think, well, it's it's right for me to go and rob you, but then for you to say, well, no, that's right. Well, then how who determines that's right or wrong? So there has to be some sort of truth some sort of standard that's above us that says well actually this is right and this is wrong and that's that's god that's god's word essentially hmm. in, in in the last couple of minutes i want to end with this because we've got a lot of we've got a lot of social issues today um and we got a lot of people on different sides of the spectrum and and one thing is very prevalent and that is a lot of division mm. a lot of division that's undergirded with a hatred that's undergirded obviously with misunderstandings of, of different people i want to read this last part to you in john seventeen twenty two, the glory that you have given me father i give to them the disciples that they may be one even as we are one i in them you in me that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. This is a powerful declaration of how the world is to know that we are Christ. He says, those that are in me, I'm in them, you are in them, we are one. And Jesus makes it clear that there is a unity of those who believe that separates us from the world and becomes a declaration uh, to the world as to the power of God. Talk about that in the last 45 seconds. Talk about the importance that we are unified as believers, separated from the world and all of its agenda. Yeah, so actually I did a morning Devo this morning and I talked a little bit on about that in Ephesians 4, uh, verse 3. It says that not only that, but that we are eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. So it's not that we should also be striving for unity, but we should actually have an eagerness about it and not just be obligated like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. It's a chore. But there should be an eagerness to come together, to be united under one God, under God the Father. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, you know, 
I we're we're out of time for this episode, man. I'd I'd love to talk more about that unity thing, maybe on a different on mm. a different um on a, on a different episode. But um, listen, if you're listening and um and you've never made a decision for Jesus Christ, you've never given him your life. Um, why not? Why not do that? It's a simple uh, prayer of faith. You just asking Christ to come into your heart, into your life. Um, he will take your sin. He will give you His righteousness. Uh, we encourage you to do that. Um, cry out to Him. He made you. He knows you. You're listening to Shouts of Grace, and we will see you next time on the program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.